on the Spencer's the Pez, Goking out at the cons, Renaissance Fest, Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, <laughs> sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Listen up, fanboys! It's a fanboy planet podcast. It's night outside, and here's your host, a man who's not mourning a dead chihuahua, Derek McGough. But he's not celebrating either. That's right. Let's to be fair, let's be. I am not celebrating. <laughs> so, this is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. That, of course, is my fabulous announcer, Mister Lon Lopez. Uh huh. And across from me, <laughs> are you chewing gum? No. Spit that out. Man, a few Spit words. that out now. A couple of syllables. Are, oh, my Lord. A vla- vowel and a consonant. And, of course, repeated twice. helping me, moral compass, sound engineer, fully able, Rick Brett Snyder. Indeed. Hey, you know. Whoa. Wait. What? Oh, it's... Mario? <laughs> My nose is bleeding. Oh, no. Mine, too. And Yeah. No, mine actually was. Did Ooh. I go back in time or am I in purgatory? You may be in purgatory. We've all gone <laughs> back in time. The comic book shop actually went back in time. What comic book shop are we in? Elusive Comics and Games. You were just... King of the Segways! He's back! He's hot! <laughs> he was just sitting in one uh, out of Fanboy one. Planet. Elusive Comics and Games. true. <laughs> We don't talk about that time. It's sort of like uh, Worf. <laughs> yeah. the Klingons. Are we going to introduce the man? Or I thought we did. Oh, did we? You were. Uh, putting, I just heard Mario, not Mario Anima. Down. You? It's Mario Anima. How's it going? Guys? Lost editor, and I mean that in many lost, ways. Lost editor. editor. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, we are podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games, two seventy five El Camino Real Suite one hundred four in Santa Clara, California, the only place where Lon Lopez would buy his comics. I bought a comic. There. You did? Yeah. What did you buy? I bought the Watchmen parody. What was it called? The What Whatman. What Whatman? Don't okay. know if it's good yet. All right. Well, but I'm you. a sucker for parody. I am too. I bought it too. I have no 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 no. Uh, Anticipation there. Oh, you know, you want to know the selling point that I bought it for? Please tell me. Okay, you know, they were parroting the scene where Rorschach uh, pulls out the uh, spray can and, and and flames off the cops. Yes. In this one, he lit one of his farts. <laughs> so for that joke alone, it seems to me that they've reached their audience. Is I that, had how much was? Is that a four dollar book or that was $5? a four dollar book? Okay. Yes. Wow. Was it P.T. Barnum who said, you'll never go broke underestimating? Somewhere there's a marketing guy going, yes. success. <laughs> I was just saying, hey, brilliant. Chris Ryall, that one's for you. <laughs> okay. What do we got tonight? We got wow. lots of comics news, not just Whatman. Uh, we've got other <laughs> other comics news. We've got some movie news. We've got some TV. Uh, apparently a lot of good TV stuff to talk some about Some sad tonight. news later, too. Some sad news later, indeed, which was... Cleverly alluded to in your introduction, Uh, and of course we are getting uh, you know there's excitement building at least for one of us that next week uh, is uh, WonderCon February 27th, 28th, and March 1st in San Francisco at the Moscone Center. Is there going to be anything cool there to check out? I've got two words for you: 
Adam West. Whoa. Do you to mean me, the guy from Family Guy? Shut up. Oh. To, <laughs> to me, that's that's it. That's like the that's the holy grail. I've I've never seen the man was in person. Was he on like cop movie or you mean the guy that was in Robinson Crusoe on Mars? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what, which I've watched several times and still not actually spotted him. You never oh. have? No, I always came in in the last half. Oh, yeah. Mm. So I didn't, you know, I'd see it in the paper when I was a little kid. It said Adam West. Like, <gasps> Adam West. And then always tune into it. Like, he dies anybody? early in the movie and he comes in mid-movie. Kind of oh, spoiler dream, alert. Dream sequence. Yeah. <laughs> movie was only like 40 years old. Yeah. I, um, I have seen the Three Stooges movie with him. Okay. Yeah. So. Do you remember the name of the little series he did a couple years ago for Schmeigel and Conan O'Brien? Uh, Danger Theater, or but he actually he had a cop show, or, or he's a PI. Or oh something. no, they, 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 they yeah, but it's only it's a failed pilot. Was well, it just about it? It's just. A oh, pilot. I thought they had episodes. What was that called? Oh, it was so good. Uh, yeah, we, Schmeigel was, put it out on his like DVD. Schmeigel, Schmeigel and and Conan O'Brien wrote yeah. it, and it was. Uh, he was playing a former television PI who turned real PI. Right, yeah, or that's something. what it was. Yeah. So, uh, well, it's available on the Schmeigel oh, Best of that. Robert Schmeigel DVD. That's I think. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. So many things, but in addition to that, actually, there'll be uh, Star Trek. Uh, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher. Mark, yeah, those are those, but those, you know, those are yeah, those are the autographs. So let's talk about Honky Tonk Man who will be there. I think huh? that pretty much did it, and that would be <laughs> um, and Eastwood. Greg the Hammer Valentine. Who the wrestler is supposedly based on? I thought off of. Uh, the wrestler was based on Jake the Snake. Mm, loosely, I heard uh, a little bit of Jake, little, or a lot on Greg the Hammer. That's what it's I heard. Kind of like wrestler number five. Mm. A little bit of Jake. And okay. oh. Anyway. Oh, oh, oh. Edge. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 leave we, that we, in. We'll leave that in. <laughs> See what happens when I work on Lon's level. Right. I got to stop doing that. It's totally. You get, you get, so you just, get kind the of problem like, is you didn't commit to it. I didn't commit to it the way Lon would just go. Hey guys! <laughs> yeah, and then I let my fart. Yeah, um, and you think it's not talent going on over here? All right, you try. To do I know it. it's not oh, talent okay. going on over here. <laughs> Let's Any, move on. All right, so uh, there's going to be a Star Trek preview, I and mean, a lot of the movie things, that, movie and television thing that you would think. There's Chuck will be there. It's actually Zachary Levi and uh, Yvonne yeah, because what else is he doing? Right, I mean. Uh, Filming more episodes of Chuck, which apparently right. is adding Chevy Chase to the cast. Is really, yeah. Because so, I mean, what else is he doing? Well, I don't know. Okay. Um, annoying Bill Murray from a distance. Mm. Uh, so uh, I could do that job. Yeah, the Terminator, Sarah Chronic- Connor Chronicles will be there, as well as Terminator Salvation. Be a presentation. Christian Bale probably won't be there. Probably not. Okay. Uh, It'd be awesome if he was. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine walking the floor just yelling at everybody? And, and, the, and the first night. Uh, they'll be showing Wonder Woman, the animated uh, feature, which comes out two weeks later. The direct-to-DVD. The direct-to-DVD. Nice. Uh, or maybe it comes out a w- just a week after, but anyway. And they'll also have a preview of the Green Lantern animated feature. And Virginia Madsen's going to be there to take questions. Oscar-nominated Virginia? Yes, Oscar-nominated. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Uh, What's she doing these days? Uh, she's playing Apollota in the Wonder Woman directed oh. dvd feature. They couldn't even get the chick who played Wonder Woman to come down? They had to... Uh, Carrie Russell? Is that yeah? yeah she, I, I don't know. I don't know what's up. Wow, that's good. And they don't—they're not saying who's going to be there for Star Trek, but they say a big surprise. So who knows? It'll probably be JJ Abrams. Probably Zach Quinto. Yeah, JJ and Zach show. probably, yeah. unless he's yeah. filming Heroes or something. Or Leonard Nimoy. <sighs> yeah, what's he doing? Shatter. Nothing. Annoying. This Bill Murray. The ultimate. The ultimate rapprochement right there. William Shatner comes to talk about the new JJ Why would Abrams they? Star Trek. Why would they bring Shatner to talk <laughs> about that? Because he's feuding with them. It'd be awesome. Mm. Right, just get him to go. No one asked me. No one. Mm. Anyway, 
so that's that. A lot of comics up. I assume the DC will be there. A lot of comics creators as usual. So it's not just Hollywood, of course. Where it can is they? Comics. Where can they get all the full information? Online at comic-con. Or if they don't have Check a computer, out. they can come down to, to Elusive, Elusive Comics, Comics and Games. Games. Pick up where they a, have the big flyer, the big folded They have, uh, they have the, the guidebook with some, information. With some feature articles as well. And it's free. Well. Mm-hmm. And they sell tickets here. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are not free. No. I said they sell tickets. Well, yeah. I can, mm-hmm. I can understand the confusion. Yeah. We'll be there, too. We will so be. So if you are fans of the podcast. We are free. We are. Are going to actually podcast from the Comic-Con? Probably not. We we'll, we we may do some spot mic stuff. We'll get some tag. We're going to be covering it though. I did so, register yeah. Mr. Brett Schneider to come along. Excellent. My dad said he couldn't go, so, so I'm going to so come. Rick's going to come. <laughs> uh, I did not, however, this register Shang Chi. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. That was just respect. <laughs> that was fine. It was a good joke. <laughs> All right. So what do we have today <laughs> in so the old comic bin? Comics. Well, you know, again. Uh, the big thing this week, I think we talked about last week. The uh, were we able to last week how Marvel was going into into the motion comics? We talked about the astonishing. We did. X-Men. We were talking about how marvelous it looked and how much we were anticipating it. Yes, looks great. So they made another stab at this, and I think this is being given away for free, sort of on on their own website. They're A going free to start stab. in spring. They're going to be animating or or developing new, I guess, installments of their old humor series. What, what? the. Which what was, the not 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 Brandick? Well, they said in the style of not Brandick, but nobody remembers not Brandick. Yeah, and what the was probably probably still has the copyright yeah, I, or whatever. I think probably yeah. people remember what the from what, what was the last time they printed that like ten years ago. <laughs> Maybe yeah. yeah. You know, so I think there are still younger fans that remember that. Sorry, I do sure. remember not Brandick, but <laughs> much better product. Probably. Yes. Uh, anyway, their humor. Wait, what comic- was their other humor comic they did? Crazy, crazy, spoof. right? I had every With issue Obnoxio of spoof the as well. Clown. Obnoxio the clown was in crazy, yeah. crazy, yes. right? Yes. Okay, yeah. So Marvel's done and comedy Fortish for Man. a while. So yes, who turned out to be the supervillain of um, Next Wave? Did he really? Oh, really? Forbish man. Forbish man. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go all the way with next wave. Uh, the last six issues actually really good. Yeah, that was a good. Was Forbish man a, a heck? What was that guy's artist? Uh, Don Heck. Was it Don Heck or no? John Severin drew Forbish. Yeah, it was the Severin. Who was the one in Marvel Age with the? Uh, was it Heck? I keep thinking it's Heck. And he destroyed the Marvel universe. That was Hembeck. Hembeck. Thank you, Fred Hembeck. Fred Hembeck. Thank you. Yeah. He, he didn't just, do Forbes, man? No. Oh, okay. And he destroyed the DC Universe, too. He did both. Did he? Both, oh, both okay. Books, yeah. Anyway, uh, so they're going to turn that into an animated series on their website. And uh, a trailer, partial installment. Do which, we know? You said animated or, or web motion kind of thing? I, it looks to me like it's going to be animated. One of the pictures they sent me made it look like they're doing their own little robot chicken thing. Yeah. Uh, that's huh. using their action figures and then, and then hmm. animating their mouths. But I'm not positive because that was just a still photo. And then, unfortunately, the servers at school blocked the video, so I don't know what was so offensive about Modoc, except that it's parodying the Christian Bale meltdown. So maybe he said something obscene. I don't know. So wasn't maybe I'm wrong here, but I think Marvel. Oh, you're wrong. The, I'm probably uh, yeah, in. Okay. Uh, when Robot Chicken first came out, wasn't it Marvel that like tried to take action against them? I don't remember that, but it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it, I think so. Because Marvel, we have action. to remember that and, it's not necessarily Marvel so much as Marvel's lawyers, right? Well, no, but I remember the only reason why this stuck out in my head was because at the time they sort of cited intent to 
You know, like, I think about it. I think about derivative it. work. I think, uh, work yeah. I the problem is that if it's if it, it was, it's obviously going under parody. Right. And so they, they if no, they it were, wasn't actually like it wasn't actually directed. But you know, let me let the me characters. But it was more like. Like let me ask. Style. Let me protect, ask Lon because like I potential Marvel. Let me ask yeah. Lon yeah. because I think he's a little more familiar with the Robot Chicken. Uh, I thought Mario had the story, but go ahead. No, no, no. Is because Mario's story has been brought up. Really, are there any memorable Marvel well, I will parodies say this. going on in? I can't think of any. In Robot Chicken, DC was certainly. Wasn't there something? I will say this: the first season, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the first season of Robot Chicken had a lot of. Actual figure, like you actually saw He-Man figures in there and the right, Mago yeah. figures and everything. And then the second season, not as much. They had to create their own versions, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So they looked a little different. So that's where I kind of noticed that. Oh, maybe they got sued by somebody because uh, they but, were showing. But less no, and I less. actually take it back because this season had that little kid who dressed up as Iron Man and went. I'm Iron Man. They actually, and, got, and they used actual Marvel, yeah, like Hasbro got, figures. And they and, got caught, in a, he got caught up in a super battle, yeah. and Hulk said, oh, I'm okay, you're Iron Man, and throws him into it. Well, what probably happened was, is when Robot Chicken first came out, it hadn't proven itself, and they weren't right. sure. Well, after it became kind of a popular cult thing, then they probably, and they had a little more money, yeah. they probably were able to yeah, license things be. better or whatever. But. Could be. So anyway, Marvel's taken their thing, just like they compete with everybody else. They've started their podcast. They do their own reporting. It's like, come on. Let other people (laughs) do stuff. Their podcasts are not that. I mean, it's not a competitive. It's not as good as us. We blow them away. Of course we do. Because we cover DC, too. (laughs) Okay. And we give honest opinions. We're not trying to sell their product. That's true. Is there? Do you think their intent is to if the what the although I do use on, Spider-Man toothpaste. Anyway, go ahead. Go. <laughs> if the, if <laughs> it actually, a little right here. If it does actually take off, do you think their intent is to turn this into something that would be a property on television? Or I think probably like a web. I think because they are their own studio, it's a lot t- more tightly uh, yeah. interlaced than it was. I would suggest they would. TV, but I also think though movie, that, theme park, any you know, it's going to make money. The what the but I think the what the <laughs> only appeals to the fans. <laughs> a ride that at the end of you go. What the? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a big line that you go through a door at the end. What? The? But isn't the audience for what the like Marvel thing and it exits you? Yeah, it's, it's, it's Marvel zombies. The yeah, it's, yeah it's, all the jokes are for the Marvel fans, so you're probably only going to get those people on the website. Wheres if you put it on a, you know, an Adult it's Swim or something, you know, but you'd have to go swim, a lot broader. I got to be honest though, Adult Swim, some of the robot chicken <laughs> stuff when when they devoted a sketch to Our Man. Yeah, I knew that they were they were targeting us directly. Yeah, <laughs> so I, which was oh, phenomenal. When, <laughs> actually, it was really fun. But I really I couldn't. I don't even remember any detail of it except all I can remember is that I can't believe they did a sketch about our man. The, exactly. the shock. <laughs> It wasn't until the second time that I saw it that I actually understood any of the jokes that they were making. Because the initial shock when I saw that they did something with Hourman, I was just like, they surprised me. Because I really thought that they had sort of plumbed the depths to which they, they were going to go. By the end, you go, oh, they're talking they, too. What, right. <laughs> exactly. what, what was that? Man. If they make a metamorpho joke, <laughs> you're going to lose it. <laughs> Anyway, oh, yeah. uh, okay, we should stop giggling and move let's on. Let's do some more um, <laughs> Marvel news. To anyone's surprise, there's a special female assassin who's coming back to the pages of Marvel. Oh, who could that be? Who could it be? Coming Long back guesses? from uh, the dead? Jennifer Wait, Garner. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer Garner. An alias? Uh, uh, yes. yes. Uh, Sydney Bristow is coming to the pages. Actually, though, there is going to be a new alias six-issue miniseries 
the Bendis, the, Je- the, the Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones is getting a, a special miniseries. And I don't know any other a, female assassins. And they're calling it Alias again. That would be Electra, who apparently oh, has been dead, right. what now, three, four times? And yeah. and for a long time was she apparently, changes a, color every time. Was apparently yeah. a secret scroll. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. Yeah. Do we... Okay. No. Electra came back on the ship, right? In Secret Invasion, yes, at the she end. did. Was she on that ship? But there was a. Scr- it was, oh. They turned out all to be scrolls. No, no, that's, no, no. That's... The new one at the end. Remember when they brought back all the actual people that had been kidnapped? Because oh. Jarvis Long was on there. You know what? Dog. You think you're right. about six issues longer than I did. Oh, okay. Oh. But anyways, I'm just curious if where they're going to try and say they snatched Electra from that, well, the timeline. Well, that's the question. Yeah. I guess she's going to come back for did Dark she... Rain. Is she good? Is she bad? Does she remember having slept with Frank Frank Castle? Who knows? Did yeah. she? Was she the one that slept with Frank? No, Gun? I think that was the scroll. Mm. Mm. Now, are they going to try and say they they pulled Electra before Bullseye killed her, or you know, that's what I'm trying to figure uh, out? I don't know. We'll yeah. find out. Mario's still blown away by the. Punisher did a scroll thing. So. Yeah, <laughs> he he. Afterwards, he had to take a real hot shower. Very dirty. <laughs> he didn't know. Oh, he did now. Good, I, I, when yeah. I found out. Yeah. 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 Well, be, you know, be rest assured that he did Punisher. So, oh. absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. All right, uh, and we're in the midst of that farewell to Bruce Wayne as Batman, even though we know he'll wake, work his way forward in time, right? Yeah. Uh, and Neil Gaiman's whatever. No, happened this to- one's for real. <laughs> Uh, so did, you read, did you read Final Crisis? I, when he's in the last page? I got enough so of it. Yeah, he's yeah, on yeah, the last yeah, page, yeah, yeah. so no, no, it's, this, this was not for real. Which was added. Yeah, yes. yeah. But, yeah, it's all right. Um, anyway, uh, so Neil Gaiman and uh, Andy Kubert have that whatever happened to the Cape Crusader. So did anybody read it besides no. me? It's not what you'd expect. Really? It's more Grant Morrisonology for really? Neil Gaiman. It's it's not like a throwback to the whatever happened to the Cape Crusade, uh, the uh, Man, of Tomorrow. Man of Tomorrow. You'd think that, but no. It's apparently Bruce Wayne or Batman observing his own funeral, and all the various versions of the supervillains show up. At one point, the Joker is the psychotic, the Joker is the Dick Sprang Joker, and he's the animated series Joker, depending on the panel he looks at. a The Golden Age Catwoman steps forward and talks about, and explains how Batman died. And they say, no, that's not what happened. Alfred steps forward and gives an alternate version of how Batman died, which is another completely alternate reality. Wow. What the heck is going on in this comic? I don't know, but I I liked it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So it was was really cool, but I thought it was So it's almost a culmination of the Batman R.I.P. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's like distilling. And 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 through it, through it, Batman is narrating, going, "Well, that's not what happened. What's going on? Why? Why is my body there? I'm not." And somebody is talking back to him, and you don't know who. So it's okay. I guess. That, can I guess? Metron. Is it the Spectre? Which no, one? No, I would actually, oh. I would actually put my money on another Batman. Yeah, or Morrison. The, yeah, or Morrison. Grant Morrison. Well, that yeah. was done on Animal Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when he had hair. So he's an established character. When he had hair, it's true. Although he was killed in Suicide Squad in right. War of the Gods. Oh, okay. There was a a photo that I took of Morrison at one of the Wonder Cons where he just. I think it wasn't that, just a blur. Like it, well, there was well like no, eight eyes. I should look it up. He has um sort of a shimmer around him, like he's just about. Either he just came from another plane, or he's just leaving this plane. You know he's what that phasing. is? That's actually that's actually a physical manifestation of the angels singing wherever he goes. Ah, uh, ah that's it. it or it could have just been a crappy photo. camera. No. So, it was, oh, okay. 
It's good. You should deep. see all the uh, other photos. <laughs> well, that the WonderCon you and I were at? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. Those were good photos. There was a lot of good photos. There was a good a camera of that time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was interesting. But I, I think that's when Mar- Mario got his picture with Brian Singer that time. I did. I did not. And you got your picture with Paul Walker. That's right. You took the Paul Walker <laughs> Which photo. Which continues to be one of the most interesting photos on my <laughs> Flickr photo stream. Really? <laughs> yes. Interesting. You're quite popular. And people I'd comment like on it so. all the time and go, Lucky. <laughs> I know. Well, he is a dream. Let me again reiterate. I don't oh, like watching him in movies. No, they, but were, my they God. were talking re- to Paul Walker. Let's not like retread, <laughs> but Derek did go into that and then come come out of it a completely different man. I mean, he was like, <laughs> "Now you make that." What sound. happened in there, Derek? <laughs> I mean, he was just like, "It's a blur." I was, trans- <laughs> I was transfixed. The guy, he's dynamic. A, he's dynamic. He, I got to He's got yeah. some mojo. Anyway, wow. moving right along. Uh, <laughs> there's your Fast and the Furious. So one. there's mm-hmm. a revival. Yeah, that's coming fast and furious, but no articles. Um, <laughs> uh, Doom Patrol is getting a revival from DC yet again. So mm. I know, I know, you're listening. Like which Doom Patrol? Mm. Your your jury's out. Which Doom Patrol? I don't know. Is it the Chief? Is it Elastic Girl? Negative Man? No, no I'm not getting. Got to my cliff. You got to have your cliff. Is Monty going to be in it too? Dare we ask? Robot Who's Man and Monty. Oh, yes. Uh, well, see, different even the Robot Teen Man. Titans oh, animated okay. series went with the original Doom Patrol, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were smart, too. So Keith Giffen, Keith Giffen is writing that. And uh, and then uh, in the backup, which is just exciting, is that it's actually going to be a backup. So I'm assuming... So it's going to be a two-storyline two two book? Uh, yeah, two-storyline book, and, and apparently meant to be an ongoing here, is in the backup will be Metal Men by Giffen with James Mateus, But okay. I didn't mention who the artist was. Who? Kevin McGuire. So it's actually the Justice League, the Bwahaha Justice League International team reuniting the for metal a Metal Men feature. That could be very good. Yeah. That could be freaking awesome, if I may. Yeah. Be those, were, those were magical times. The JLE. They were. Yeah, they really were. Oh. They were. Yeah. I'm, I'm. They were. I'm thrilled. I just wanted to join in. Have you read them? Yeah, that was actually... That was right during my heyday. I said this earlier, but that's like taking peanut butter and jam, yeah. chocolate right in it, and then wrapping peanut butter it up and, and jam and chocolate. No, uh, that wouldn't jam be too bad. Chocolate. Is this the salmon- salmonella ch- uh, peanut butter? Yeah, no, it's not. Good. Okay. So what you're saying you're, is you're, basically you're putting a bad taste. In this my mouth. book is the Reese's peanut butter cup. This is it, of man. the DC If they universe. do it right, it's just like. Oh. And uh, if any DC people are listening, you can put that pull quote on the first issue. Yeah. The Reese's peanut butter cup of oh, the DC it. universe. I don't think Legally, they can print that on another book. If you How about just the peanut butter cup of okay. the DC Universe? There you go. I am going to write to J.M. DeMatteis that tonight. I'm just That's, gonna, yeah, the chocolate, sure. you got to make sure it says a chocolate and peanut butter cup. Because people won't understand if you just say the peanut butter cup. Chocolate peanut butter cup. I think he's got a point. Yeah. you got to be specific. People yeah. are stupid. Yeah. Lawn knows. <laughs> I, yes, uh-huh. I do. Uh, I um, Okay, let's move on to... Uh, Movies, shall we? You danced very delicately around that I one. I did. Very nicely I, done. I've, I've, I've renewed my my New Year's resolutions <laughs> weekly. And uh, anyway, let's go to movies. Rumors. Rumors. We've rumors. got rumors. The Fleetwood Mac album? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Jinx, buy me a Coke. Okay. Scarlett Johansson Love decided her. that she wants to be in a superhero movie. Wait uh-uh. a minute. You mean The Spirit Part 2? She already was in the spirit superhero movie. That's true. Mm, I didn't yeah. see it. Oh, well, at least no one did. At least I it, did. it'll be well, Rick did. At least it'll be her second comic I book did. movie. 
<laughs> oh, wait, like, Ghost, Ghost World. World. Mm. Oh, so I guess we can't call her a virgin to comic book movies. Since apparently... <laughs> no one's used that word in a while. Emily Blunt was supposed to play the Scarlet... Uh, the Scarlet Widow. The uh, Black Scarlet Widow. Widow. <laughs> I was thinking the Scarlet Widow. Scarlet Johansson Witch. <laughs> uh, the Black Widow in Iron Man 2, but due to a scheduling conflict, she's been pulled out of that. Oh. And as bitter as Do Gray Scott losing out the role of Wolverine. <laughs> Sucker. Uh, yeah. To, yeah. So yeah. apparently there have been a couple people, people that, that they would talk about it, and Scarlett Johansson said this week she's got the part. Now, no got the part or in the running? She says she's... Really? But that's Scarlett Johansson, and what she says goes. A lot of those Hollywood people her. just think positively, and then they talk mm-hmm. positively. They, they, they will it. And they, they lie. They will it yeah, into yeah, being. Yeah. Yeah. Out of the of the running, uh, out of that film, however, is now Mickey Rourke. Says today he is not going to play the villain Mickey Rourke. in Iron Man 2. Yeah, it's been a He's rough had week. Little trouble it's lately, been a rough week for for Mickey, as uh, he lost the good friend, the god of mischief, the Norse god of mischief, Loki, Loki Rourke, his pet chihuahua of eighteen years. May he rest in peace. Yeah, she. Didn't you say? It was oh, a she, she. Yes, of you course. read that. Anyway, can we have a moment of silence for Loki? That's Did enough. the uh, chihuahua yeah. die of like collagen uh, overload or what? <laughs> It was something. <laughs> the doctors told the Chihuahua she could never wrestle again, mm. but she went up against the Ayatollah. Mickey had everything done to the Chihuahua first. <laughs> Just to see right. The, the test, the test <laughs> you know, Dr. And, Beverly Hills. And people think that's like a bit, but you know, I can remember the, like reading interviews with, with Mickey Rourke about, like, well, whatever happened to Mickey Rourke? And they'd always talk about how weird it was that he would get mad if somebody gave a strange look to the Chihuahua. And, you know, so... That's legit. That uh, he's bonded. Well, with what did Mario say earlier? That he dogs oh, yes. better than humans. In so his he, dark did, days. Uh, he did. He uh, did dedicate the uh, what was it? The Golden Globe to his dogs because he said that they were with him in his darkest days. And so yeah, his dogs. His dogs. <laughs> I don't know. It's, he's obviously bonded. I mean, like uh, that line could get misinterpreted. Seems... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. But Definitely. you know, it, things are looking. He did agree, however, you know, after dropping out of Iron Man two, which we talked about a few weeks ago. That apparently, Marvel like lowballed him and offered two hundred fifty thousand for it. Well, that, lowball me, Marvel. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I would be happy to be lowballed. Well, see, like this that. seems to be a reoccurring theme with Marvel, though. I mean, like, so whatever happened with the Sam Jackson thing? I know that. Uh, uh, Sam Jackson's not in at this point. Oh, Who knows? But, what uh, a what a misfire. I mean, well, everybody's nervous, though. Everybody in Hollywood, because look, the truth of the matter is, all the studios—they don't—they're not talking about it as much, but the studios are going through massive layoffs as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Disney's cut its workforce by about seven percent, I think, in the last in the last month, and very quietly because yep. everybody thinks, "Oh, movies doing well," you know, but yeah. but it's not. And Marvel's doing okay, but. Everybody's like, well, let's, let's wait and see what happens. So, And then on the other side, everybody's trying to make every little penny that they can. Yeah, this, so uh, yeah. so Mickey Rourke bounced out of Iron Man 2 and into The Expendables, a Sylvester Stallone film, which will also feature the return of The Governator to film. But I'm also, will play himself. I'm also going to make a, a hunch prediction guess that are the Oscars this weekend? Yes, they are. I'm going to say come Monday morning... Uh, if he, you know, they're going to offer him two hundred fifty thousand dollars and two bits. No statue, statue or not, a new Chihuahua. You'll, <laughs> there might be a WrestleMania announcement. That's okay. what I'm thinking. So weren't you talking about that last week too? What, who was it? That it that. Uh, well, he he was he in. Well, he, he was, was in out, out yeah. oh, and now 
I mean, he was he seemed pretty confident he and was in. And who called him out? Was that Chris Jericho? Well, yeah, there was hype building between him and Chris Jericho. Yeah, of course, Jericho's got legal problems right now. So. And, but that that's why it would make so much sense. Yeah, okay. And the thing is, Rourke, obviously, okay, yeah, best actor thing, that's great. Everybody wants that, but... WrestleMania will give you like a ten million dollar, you know, or yeah. you know, something more than well, that. I think the thing paycheck. Is he, but I, want, I do want to say he he's apparently taken a taken a lowball check for the Expendables as a thank you to Stallone because Stallone cast him in the Get Carter remake oh, when he was basically right. untouchable, and as and he credits that as being the thing that kind of proved that he could make his way through a film shoot. Mm. And I forgot up about for the Get Carter re- remake. Most I people was only did. Thinking about Sin City. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but no, and yeah. and he was actually really good in that. Yeah, in fact, it, you know, I, I'm not necessarily recommending that film, but there are some really good performances in there. Alan um, Cumming is in there as a villain too, and he is yeah incredible in that. It's like that's for me. I went, holy crap, who is that guy? Oh, he usually only, is though. He's yeah, just it's not well known. It's actually, just the full of a reason... lot of dynamic actors and. Sylvester Stallone. And so, (laughs) you know, I had no desire to see the film, but happened to catch, you know, I think it was Alan Cumming in one of the scenes. Like, I just flipped through and found it and ended up watching the rest of the movie based on that. Yeah. Just a snippet from him. And you're right. Yeah. So interesting. So we'll see. Another casting rumor. And again, with a huge grain of salt, though, man, I would really like to see it is. You know that Green Lantern is revving back up, and apparently The Flash is back in play as a film. And uh, rumor has it from, and I'm going to cite, it's from moviehole.net. Moviehole.net is like the British tabloids. They make stuff up, and occasionally it comes true. And uh, they're saying that Neil Patrick Harris is in the running. Now, Ryan Reynolds used to be the front runner for the role of The Flash, but now that he's becoming Deadpool in the Wolverine Origins... Then it, you know, basically, you can't you can't cross franchises, can't cross companies like that. Uh, so, yeah. are they still? Um, so, if the Flash is still on, is it the Goyer script still? Uh, nobody seems to know. Nobody That's knows. the other thing. Nobody's talking about that. The Green Lantern script is still the Berlanti script, and a lot of people are <laughs> talking about that one being really, really good. Okay, uh, but I don't know what's going on with that. You know, I mean, there's so much in. In fact, I caught just before I got down here. That uh, they interviewed Michael Uslan uh, at New York Comic Con talking about um, the Shazam movie and saying, "Oh no, you know it's not over. It's it's it's, it's still uh, on. It's still yeah. on." The Shadow. They're moving forward with their Shadow script. Oh. Got that, and then he slipped and said, "We're also developing a separate Doc Savage project." Oh, now you're just teasing me. I know, Rick. How do you think I felt? <laughs> yeah, as teased as you. Yep. Mm. We'll go and we'll hold so hands. So let's find our... out, like, if any of these actually. <laughs> well, if we get, if let's see if Uslan's at uh, WonderCon. I don't know. He's kind of a, you know, I don't know. Is he a chatty guy? Apparently, Apparently so, yeah. because the interview is consistent with, I didn't say that. Oops, right. I didn't say that. Oops, I didn't say that. Yeah. Yeah. Get yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they did. That's what Newsarama did. So let's see what we can do. But uh, speaking of Wolverine Origins. Yeah, this week was the. The, did you guys uh, see any of those? I did not watch the TV spots. Just, did, any, did anybody catch the catch TV spots? What were Tell they? Us. I think it was during. Uh, was it a Fox show? American on Idol, wasn't it? Oh, Sunday night. Was it through the uh, through the animation? Domination? Yeah, it was maybe during Family Guy. I, think, I remember right? it. Oh. Family Guy. I Family Guy and Wolverine, like the peanut butter cup of. Uh, <laughs> no, no, they said House. Like <laughs> House was the second oh, house one because it was each night. Oh. It was Sunday, yeah. Monday, and Tuesday. Probably yeah, American Idol. I didn't see the third one. But the first one was the one called Outcast, and I think they're all available online. 
Yes, but, they are. Uh, the one it, they basically recreated the Wolverine origins from the miniseries where mm-hmm. they actually yeah. showed him as a child. Mm-hmm. It actually James looked Hewitt. it looked really good Howlett. in my opinion. Howlett. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they basically had the scene where, you know, the his real father confronts his, you know, I guess his fake father, I don't know, and and he finally he pops the bone claws. His pleather father, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it looked I thought it was really good. So Plother. The movie I did not care about, I'm now actually interested in. So, oh, well, I, yeah, the I scenes hope. look pretty good. What they've shown so far, I mean, and then it's not going to hurt that Hugh Jackman's going to host those Oscars no, next week. No, it certainly nope. isn't. He just better not do a uh, singing and dancing uh, opening number. He, he's so. uh, going to. That's why they, yeah, usually yeah, that's uh, why they hired him because he's an incredible yeah. song and dance man. Seriously, if really? Gene Kelly, if we're alive today, he'd be he'd be Wolverine. So <laughs> it just, well, not really, but. You know, if Wolverine he might had been be around, North I could Star. buy. I could buy Gene Kelly. I thought you were going to go with Fred Astaire. Jet Fred Astaire is Wolverine. No, I don't Fred know that would work. <laughs> no, no, Fred Astaire would have been Gambit. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a whole new side feature. Wow. Let's think about that one. <laughs> Casting classic. And that would mean Gene and... Kelly was Rogue. Just, just like. <laughs> No, Gene Kelly was. I mean, pardon me, uh, Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Uh, Gene Kelly. Just like that, a couple years ago, when uh, and I love that when when Mark Miller. (laughs) That's gonna be a tricky. When Mark Miller actually convinced people that Orson Welles had considered doing a Batman film, and he hired an artist to create all the the pre-production design sketches and and notebooks. You didn't see that? No. You got to type in Orson Welles plus Batman. Mark Miller. I for all the the loving and hating I do of that man, I got to admit that was a brilliant hoax. Because for at least a week, out. the press, the, the fan actually, press was like, Orson Welles considered this like 1947. Yeah, you know, he had bought, he, the serials had come out. They hadn't been all that good. Oh, man. And Orson Welles had become a fan <laughs> of this interesting strip. Well, or Welles did the voice of the shadow. Yeah, so it made, you know, it's not that, that much is, of a stretch. Yeah, it was, yeah, well, it yeah. was so plausible. And yeah. he had all these, like, yellowed, folded papers that he'd found. And, oh. you know, and it was just like, I oh. want to be on a project like that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It was awesome. So I, you know, total so, fabrication. So yeah. Let's, yeah, let's think about that. If Marvel had existed twenty years earlier, what classic song and dance stars? Would be? <laughs> it could be our own alternate universe. Yes, indeed, uh, Marvel property. Have you? Ever, I want to go there. Have you ever heard the? There was a radio broadcast, fabricated radio broadcast of the Adventures of Luke Skywalker. No, you gave it to me. Done. Have you listened to it? Yes. Okay. I actually have. I know. There's as many things you've given me that I'm like, I will get to it. I did. I went on a road trip and I with, that. With Jimmy Stewart. My only problem with it is I wish that the Lux Radio Theater, the, those people were actually better impersonators. It was a great idea. Yeah, it was a great script. It was a great script. Yeah. Making, have you, have you heard this? The Adventure of Luke Skywalker is basically no. Star Wars as if it were a 1940s radio drama, right. all star okay. thing. Yeah, I did. Mickey Rooney as Luke Skywalker yeah. and Humphrey Bogart as Han Solo. I can't remember who Obi Wan is supposed to be. Um, uh. Somebody would have been Jimmy and yeah, Jimmy Stewart was Darth Vader though, wasn't he? <laughs> no, was, no. Oh, maybe Sidney Greenstreet was Darth Vader. Yeah, I, I think so. And uh, um, Jimmy Stewart would have been Ben Kenobi. Leia was played by uh, Catherine Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn. So it's a, it's it's clever. It's That's clever fun. in its idea that it actually is in the execution. And it goes through the whole movie. It goes, mm. And but which then actually kind of proves. I listened to that and thought. The weird thing is, it does prove then that actually Lucas was on to what he wanted to do, which was they don't change that much cereal. dialogue, and it actually sounds it like a forties. Like it plays yeah. like a forties yeah. show. Yeah. So, you know, hmm. cool. There's an odd, uh, and normally we wouldn't be talking about Jane Austen on this show. It's don't we? Really, it's I thought we were talking really, about Mario's here. It's a, <laughs> 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 all right. Let's. Okay. <laughs> 
You and I, Mario, we can go off. We and can. We can talk a little yes. Um, <clears throat> Let's discuss Jane Austen. I really wish that some of this had happened like in October when I was teaching one of her novels and going, I don't know, it's a chick novel. You're all girls. Why aren't you reading this? Why aren't you enjoying it? <laughs> it's for it. you. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing to appeal to men in Pride and Prejudice. Well, I spoke too soon. Because now, well, see, as hot as Colin Firth is, as Mr. Darcy coming out of that lake in that BBC adaptation, and I was reaching when I said, when I said Jennifer Ale, who plays, who, yeah. who is is the niece, is the daughter of Aunt May in the Spider-Man movies. I had to find whatever desperate fanboy connection I could. Yeah, they the were BBC adaptation. With now, night, yeah. but thank heavens. Someone heard my prayers. Well, see, the second you make a comment like that, yes. somebody will go to work to try and like... Chronicle yeah. Books, San Francisco-based local publisher. They do... Um, first possible they, listeners of the fo- the podcast. Possible. They they did... Uh, they always have a soft spot, spot in my heart because they revived Big Little Books. They're the ones that did Star yes. Wars, Big Little Books, Xena, Hercules. Um, anyway, they... Uh, are releasing Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Again, uh, is this the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup of literature? I, I think so. I think yeah. this has something for everyone. Now, the description that I read, and, and Rick, if you read something differently, perhaps you could tell me otherwise. Um, the description is that, that each chapter will be normally the way Jane Austen intended it, and then it is appended with a zombie attack. <laughs> <laughs> they come in waves. They do come in waves. That's, we've read Walking Dead. We understand that. Yes. Well, there's there's a yes. certain there's a certain propriety right. to yes. the zombie attack. Now, it must they? not interfere right. with normal activities. Exactly. So I'm curious, how do they get around? Is Jane Austen public uh, domain? Or uh, no? Yes, because she died yeah. in 1825. Yeah, so there have been just... a number of recent pastes of Jane Austen. Uh, pastiches, yes. Pastiches. There, um, that, or uh, pates. The, um, oh, pate. That would hit the spot right there's that, that's, that's the zombie. There's that series about the... Um, the detectives in the fictional worlds. No, the, the the Ford Jake Ford. Right, the, right, the, right. Um, yeah, right. God, I can't remember. The first one is Lord. Jane. The first <laughs> one yeah, is yeah. Jane Austen is removed from, or one of the characters is removed from Pride and Prejudice. Well, and apparently, and there is a BBC miniseries that's being made into a film in which a, a modern day woman is transported back into Pride and Prejudice. Yes. Mm-hmm. And must go through. So we there's can a, do our own version of Pride and Prejudice. There's a picture of that, I think, in this deck. Well, uh, okay. And right. actually, yes. Yeah, so the cover of, of the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is just awesome. And do you have a picture of that cover? The, I, it's in there somewhere. I, so the, because uh, there it is. There's another. Uh, <laughs> and it's where, where it, and then actually, this is the cover that, it, yeah. that I teach off of. The right. book that we have as it, but they've ripped it's off her the lower, classic. Her, the flesh off of her jaw. And there's so a, a smattering of blood at, at, awesome. her, at her empire However, waist. that's still not enough. If you thought, no, there's got that's just not enough making Jane Well, usually with big grade. Hollywood productions, but there's always competing. But this wasn't a big Hollywood production. This okay, well, a, let's this say good ideas then. Elton John's production company, Rocket Films, announced this Rocket week. Rocket Films! Yes. Announced that they are doing, and i got to admit, I like this title better, Pride and Predator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in which alien hunters crash land <laughs> in the bucolic Sylvan settings but of we Jane Austen's <laughs> most beloved. But we don't know if this is Fox's Predator franchise, right? I don't think it is. Okay. Cause uh, they, because if not, I sense a lawsuit coming. No. Well, it's not like Fox. It's not like Fox would wait until the movie was done before suing, claiming that they had the rights to it. Wait, haven't oh. they? No, that that would never happen. That would never oh, happen. Never happen. Yeah, what world no. do we live in? Because really, 
No, what I was going to say was going to have to be edited out, so I'm just going to have to leave it. <laughs> but anyway, Did it involve eating all. Yes, it yes. <laughs> delicately, <laughs> as if you were at a banquet. <laughs> Properly. <laughs> Eating all the lady fingers. The correct fork. In the romantic era. <laughs> Followed by a delightful quadrille. There really uh, is <laughs> there really is an etiquette involved in the uh, delicate arts. Yeah. <laughs> of eating all of them. Anyway, so. Uh, so I'm just <laughs> happy that I'm not the one making that joke. <laughs> Please leave it in. Anyway. We have slipped into our <laughs> Help! Uh, anyway, wow. uh, so <laughs> Alien... I was like, can we get back on track? <laughs> Alien had... So as a result, so here's the thing. As a result of Pride and Predator being announced, then some other studio did look around and go, is there a competing horror film version of Jane Austen we can get? Why, over here is Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. So the very next day they announced that that's going to be made into a movie. Wow. And I'm torn. You are? You, well, you know, I love my Jane Austen. Can you have too many zombie movies? I, 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 well, it sounds like I one would is say a zombie movie, no. the other one's a alien one's an alien predator. destruction. Yeah. You know, so well, I was, I, there was a progression. You can you have too many zombie movies? No. no. Can you have too many alien movies? No. no. You can you have too many Jane Austen versions yes. of movies? Yes, yes but, but not think if you rad. mix in <laughs> zombies or aliens. Absolutely. Yes. So yeah, when are we going to get the Jane the Austen yeah. Pride and Prejudice with ninjas? Could happen. Could happen. Quick. I mean, to a lawyer. North or Ninja Terminators. Abbey. North Ninja Edit Abbey. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get Pride and Terminator? Samurai and Sensibility. What I mean, honestly, though, I mean, it's funny because, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're spoofing the genre true. and it's I, fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking forward. To, I'm totally going to be teaching that. Zombies book next year. At least, point, at least bring it in. Yes. Uh, and then, well, you know, it's not that. I mean, it, it is a little bit more of a stretch. But I mean, you know, a lot of people have used. Uh, there's the uh, the martial arts films that draw from Pride and Prejudice uh, loosely. You know, like it's not that much of a stretch. I We're just, just think it's more a, of the genre. Point. I just think it's a, a film era that's used a lot to tell romantic stories or period pieces. Yeah. And yet, it's never been. Really, in the, in, the, in the horror right. genre, yeah, 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 which yeah. I think well, is it's fun, it's fresh. Let's do it. Let's see it. Arguably, Dracula is in that era. That's Arguably. more the Victorian right. Frankenstein. Is in that era. Me, it's about eighty years off. Okay, close. no, all right. <laughs> Frankenstein, yes. Fact check, yeah. Frank, but in put in a different country. Okay, the very big difference between Germany. You were way in off. Twenty-five and England. <laughs> Okay. I apologize ever so deeply for for offending your sensibilities. You know, part of me is actually really excited for this moment, and part of me feels really badly because he's going to make my life a living hell right. later. <laughs> Just wait till you hear and, the end. I know. I will probably be made to sound like Goodson. Uh, so, right? <laughs> Germany is a lot different from... Hi. Hey, I don't sound like that. Anyway, um... <laughs> Fanboys, which Lon, uh, I still have probably the only one around the table who's seen it. Partied with him, too. Yeah. Partied with him, yeah. You know had a drink with Kyle uh, Newman. Uh, uh, who did you say he's married to? That just uh, Jamie King. Yeah. From Sin City and. Uh, yeah. Really? My Bloody Valentine, I think she Yeah, was. she was in, just in My Bloody Valentine. And does she make a cameo in Fanboys? 
Yeah, she has oh, uh, more to. than a cameo. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. she's got a small. And role. you know, I can't believe that you withheld the most crucial piece. But I know you're not into Kristen Bell. Was that Kristen Bell appears in a Slave Girl Leah outfit? I thought that was known from the trailer. I did not know that. Oh, because I'd only seen one trailer. Well, what's funny is the trailer that I'd seen previously, a long time ago, had a longer shot of her in the bikini. So when I actually saw the movie, I was like, "Where's the scene? Where's the scene?" And it wasn't in there. So they cut it. Well, they kind of yeah cut around it. I think they don't really, really have like, commercials. It'll sense. be in the extended mm-hmm. director. But the point. Oh, well, see, and especially since every single write up that I've seen since the the movie came out has had that shot. And yeah. I didn't realize from the teaser. That's because I know what gets hits, Lon. <laughs> Mario. Oh, oh, Mario. <laughs> oh wait. Oh my God! They've. Blew, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Really? Has he come so low? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Oh, wait. Now I see that glimmer in your eyes. That's Mario. Mm. You can tell us apart. You're in that classic situation where it's like, which one do I shoot? (laughs) (laughs) Shoot me! Tonto, not no! You'll have to shoot us both. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But I'm the one with the evil goatee. I know you are. Great. We, we must have more agenda this evening. Well, but we were I, I we were making we a point because the point about bringing up fanboys was that it's expanded. It's actually yeah. uh, ten more cities this week, right? Ah. And that's a small victory for this film that was just getting dumped out into a limited release. And they were hoping if it did well enough in its initial release, it would expand to different markets. And it was just announced. I forget the actual markets, but I think I heard Ohio, yeah, Cleveland, and, and, yeah. and some other spots. So they were very stoked about it happening. You know, it's not going to put the thing over and make it this cult. You know, but success, the, but, but it's truth, not getting dumped right to DVD. And, and the truth of the matter is that rarely happens. That a right. film uh, this small, this scrappy, and this troubled, honestly, is gonna is gonna get an expansion, even though it's only a few cities. So that's and they actually nice. said too, and I don't know if this will get out in time, but I think you have one more week to see it in the Bay Area. It's playing in San Jose, and uh, okay, I'm gonna try to make some time next week and catch a couple it. other spots. So. Because you said it was at the AMC Mercado. Mercado, I think, has it. Yeah, limited couple couple showings. So. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to look that up and try. Uh, with all my spare time. So, congratulations, Kyle Indeed. and crew. Yes, yeah, Indeed. Let's go to television, shall we? Shall we? We have... Hmm. Is your TV still showing a picture? It is after February 17th. Didn't they renew that to June now? But some, yeah, yeah, did. But some channels. Some, some four channels in our area have already gone. Really? Uh, which which ones? 36, 32, 20, and 44. Those are my channels, favorite measurements. Channels nobody's <laughs> watching? No, they're the old, they're the old UHF yeah, channels. Yeah. So. Have you noticed any? Well, you've got satellite too, right? I've or got I've cable, 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 so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, so I, actually, you I actually heard an interesting thing on the way in when I was. Uh, they were talking about. They were actually talking to the, the PR person, I guess, for the entire movement, and they were talking about how 12 million homes are going to be affected by this in the first rollout. They've only gotten maybe like 28,000 phone calls um, from people complaining that their TVs aren't working and stuff, which is... Which, by the way, is 27,996 yeah. more than they got for that Super Bowl Janet Jackson. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I think so. It's very true. But I thought, yeah, I thought that, that was kind of shocking. that wasn't meant to be funny. That was no. sadly true. Yeah. Well, yeah. it wasn't... True <laughs> or funny? <laughs> oh! Wow. If it wasn't meant to be funny, no, but he said that's funny. Yeah, oh. I don't know. It's it an wasn't. alternate universe. Shh, yeah. don't worry about it. <laughs> you might upset the time shift. <laughs> I'm worried. Norman, coordinate. Norman. Uh, someone, time punch, time punch. Anyway, go ahead. Um, oh, no, I just thought it was kind of a remarkable statistic considering that many people are having their TV switched, even if, even though it's only four channels in the area. Yeah. 28,000 is pretty small. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I think, it, the, but the reality is, I think it's still the networks have been smart in staying analog yeah. because yeah. that's what most people are watching. Oh, if they if people are watching, you know, because the other thing is, I've been thinking about this, and it's like it's kind of like a not an arrogance, it's like the internet, how we we assume that everybody's on right. high speed. And yet, there's a huge chunk of this country, and oh, it doesn't yeah. care if you say even it's like only ten percent. Well, that's still a huge chunk yeah, of this country yeah, yeah. that's on dial-up. And I'd say there's like ten, <laughs> sorry, ten percent of this country is still on rabbit ears. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. True. But well, it's kind of interesting or because the local the local cable company um, has had analog service for a long time, mm-hmm. and they are for free upgrading all their analog people to digital. So and it used to, it used to cost something. So they're just trying to avoid all that that customer service nightmare by saying, "Okay, well that's a smart move." Free. Yeah, and, that's a smart and there's move. A, and there's a low end price for their standard. Uh, I mean, if what I if I can sound, I I, I don't know, just but, a little bit is. I mean, the thing, the reality is why they gave us forty bucks per conversion box is because you know. We can withstand an economic meltdown. Mm-hmm. We the people will keep quiet through a lot of weird crap in this country. But you take away the TV, take that black. That there's going to be riots. They, you know. I, well, the other uh, thing though too glass is glass teeth out of my. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You yeah. take off the channels, you you don't get the advertising. You know, you can't sell the advertising to the people that we can't. You're consume. trying to reach your market. I mean, consume. it's just Sunday, Sunday, yeah, Sunday. Consume, obey. Mm. Next. <laughs> well, we've got Mario here. So why don't you guys talk about Lost? <laughs> Who's, uh, so you're... Previously I'm up to date on yeah, Mario's yeah. Lost. So it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. So what I wanted to talk about, actually, is sort of the division that seems to be, like, <laughs> cropping up with Excuse Lost. Excuse me, I'm going to get a shake. Is that Go right, Go right ahead. <laughs> um, you know... Here's the thing. Everybody has been clamoring for answers on this show, right? And yeah. they finally have a an endpoint in sight, and they're plotting things out. The pace is picking up. Things are happening very quickly. Yes. And what's actually happening is people that had sort of been casually following along, hoping to get answers, are starting to feel rather confused about everything that's going on. And it's Well, I'm, I'm the exception quickly. in that. I've been following since day one, and I don't know <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I don't know how I feel about this season because – I don't. I don't really quite know if it's being done well, and maybe you got to read the whole. You know, maybe you got to watch the whole season to really make a judgment. You know, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> I don't know if the the current. I don't know. Why don't you extrapolate a little more about this season? Why don't we talk about think? where everybody is? Well, now I have a question. Yeah, <laughs> is this going to end with Batman in a cave drawing the symbol on the wall? Probably not. I'm going to predict it's not going to end keeping everybody happy. Well, you can't. Right. You can't. So, so That's not good drama. Yeah, they've dug themselves this hole where, you know, they can't answer everything. I mean, like, I, I listen to the podcasts every week, and somebody wrote in this week and asked, this was their question, uh, what happened to Sun and Jin's dog when they boarded Flight 815? Uh, we don't know what happened to it. We know that it was put in a carrier and put on the plane. Is it dead? Did it survive? Most what, you likely. Know? And right. it's like... They, the producers laughed and said, you know what? Some things just aren't going to get answered. So yeah. if you're really sitting around waiting to find out what's going to happen to Sun and Jin's dog. You're a little obsessive. I right. think you're going to have to just let that one go. Yeah. Right? But And you hope know, you're sending your $40 for the cable converter box. And hopefully, exactly. and hopefully Sun and Jim's, Jin's dog doesn't figure into your master plan as to right. what's going on. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. The dog escaped Crap. and I've found, got to recalculate. found the orchid, island, <laughs> orchid station. And, right, right. <laughs> 
the peed on the wheel. The canine station. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's you know let's let's and actually talk about where French. everybody is. It's a good point. Um, you know, so we have, you know, we're jumping between where and when. Yeah. <laughs> We're jumping between two things now, the island and off the island drama. So right. we have, you know, Jeremy Bentham, which is Locke, dead in a coffin in L.A. We have Jack. Three years in the future, too. Three years in the future, or arguably the our, present. Our present. Or, or who knows, <laughs> because uh, well, when we start talking about time, we have to remember that they've already established – when they sent the missile from the island back to the ship, how that long it a took. Shift. Yeah, that there's, yeah. a, there's, there's a standard shift between mm. island time. Yeah. As anyone who's been to Hawaii knows, yeah. um, there's a standard shift between our island time and, and non-island time. So essentially, the, well, my, my guess at this point is that the things that are transpiring on the island, all the jumping around, like in the timeline of L.A., those things are all taking place in sequence, right? So at the same time. So what's actually happening is you're looking at what's going on in L.A. and the drama of you know trying to get all these people to return to the island, and then you have the island, which is sort of parallel with that, time. and then the people on the island are jumping around in time. It's a mess, but but, uh, but realistically, time wise, I know that it's only been like three or four episodes in now. Uh, we're a little further along. I think yeah, we're I like think we're six little, or seven. Yeah. Episodes okay, in. so. Realistically, in their time, though, they've been shifting through time, but it's only been realistically probably one day, right? To a them? couple of days. It's only been a few days. Okay, yeah. so but so it's the, hard to tell because they have they have reappeared at different times of day, too. Yeah, right? Yeah, but so um, I think the I think the the touchstone that you need to use as a reference is L.A. So essentially, follow what's going on in LA as far as like numbers of days that have transpired, mm-hmm. and that's essentially. But it can't be it can't be transpiring at the same time because Locke's dead there, but then on the island he's still alive. It so can't essentially, be if you he believe time is back. taking there place is a shift. at yeah. different rates. So consider the island is is let's just throw a number out there: one day for one month. In yeah. in uh, L.A. time. Okay, see, already lost me. So, so, but I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. To, think and back to the how exactly? Test, right? How exactly does Elizabeth Bennett and Mr. Darcy fit in? What do you Who? mean? That's Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> oh. Right. Oh, duh. You threw me for such a loop there. I'm like, what? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, well, that that's was the going. zombie. That's yeah, the zombie just, season, just, which is coming up. Um, no, that's the theory that it. This is the zombie. This is the zombie. Season. <laughs> yeah, season. Uh, but no, it it is interesting because my. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Cleverly disguised with tra- time travel. Um, hey, anybody notice no one's here? Brains. We're alone in the store. <laughs> Scary. Steve locked us in. Um, but yeah, so use, it is kind of interesting. You're right. There is sort of this story that we haven't seen, like what happened to Lost when he got off the island? Why was he acting as somebody else using a proxy name? Uh, you know, what exactly happened to him where he ended up in a coffin. Mm-hmm. But all of that stuff is – you're just off kilter a little bit. Like mm-hmm. what's going on on the island is, you know, still in sequence with what's going on. The so that's island. the whole thing. I'm trying to follow it and I'm trying to be there. No, you keep going. Yeah. Oh. And uh, – wait, what am I supposed to read? No, just keep going. Well, I'll, Okay. I got you. Um, no, but uh, yeah, so it's just kind of one of those uh, – where, you know, I mean, I'm trying to stick with it and follow, but I yeah. also think, like, going back and seeing the Rousseau team show up. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like one of those things where 
she told us what happened. Do we really need to see it? Oh, yeah, we do. So that's really? a good question. That's yeah, actually we do. a really great question. So this is actually something that speaks directly <coughs> to what they addressed in the podcast this week. And that was that, you know, there was this backstory. They talked about, you know, the team and how crazy they Crazy Russo they had talked about it. Yeah, like she was crazy. She talked about there was a sickness, an illness that befell her team. And like what exactly happened? There's a guy named Montand who lost his arm and like – what does all this stuff mean, right? So from a fanboy perspective or somebody that's following the story, you're just like, ooh, I just want to know what's going on. Yeah. But like from the larger perspective of like what is actually going on, you kind of need to see that. Mm. You need to see that the smoke monster is somehow tied to them changing uh, a little bit because they all get sucked into the into the temple, which is going to play they, a bigger Did we role. see that? Or they just went we, into they, the temple. They, oh, went, they so went in. It sucked Montand yeah. in and then the rest of them followed her, followed him in. And Rousseau stayed out, and she's the only one that didn't go crazy. Or but then was she? <laughs> we also have to question, the next time we see her, there's two dead bodies on the beach, and she's got a gun pointed at the last person, right? So yeah. it's like, who actually went crazy? Who actually changed? Uh, it's once again pitting those same themes that were re- being raised in the, the you know first couple seasons of good and evil are two sort of extrapolations of each other. But then when you play, Which side of the coin are you on? But then right? when you play with the time thing... Does that mess up the whole, you know, when Rousseau, and maybe you have to go back and look at the the DVDs, but when Rousseau first sees Jin. So great. I'm glad you mentioned that. So does she have a quizzical look and go, I know you? Or? There is a moment that's been nagging me. And I actually, I haven't written up the, the review for This Place is Death. Um, I'm, I'm in the middle of writing that up right now. Uh, and I've been waiting because I want to specifically go back to that, to a couple of the episodes in the first season uh, and the second season when he, she first starts coming into the group and seeing, you know, what's going on. Uh, my big question is, I remember this scene where she comes up to the group and she kind of stares at one of them for a long pause, like a pregnant pause, and then dismisses whatever's going on and leaves. And I want to say it was Jin that was standing next to well, her. Well, if they did that, yeah, that's brilliant. Well, and, and I do think it's also, there's a couple of things going on here, like the, the going back to the night that Aaron was born uh, and coincidentally the same day that Boone died and coincidentally the same day that Locke was reborn with the light of the hatch coming back on. Right. That's a, that's sort of one of those things in time that is being identified as something significant happened here. Uh, And they keep going back to these little nuggets, right? Um, There was a, there was a scene in the first season where Locke heals Boone with some sort of like, uh, he mixes something up with paste and like, puts it on Boone's head and then Boone, you know, is, is like injured. And then he has this vision that the smoke monster attacks and kills his sister and he barely escapes. And then when he finally gets back to the camp, Locke's there and he's, Boone's freaking out. And he says, you know, Shannon's dead. We got to go get her body. And he says, what are you talking about? Shannon's right here. And, you know, he then tells Boone that what happened when he put the paste on was that he had this vision and it was very important to his journey on the island. Now, those little nuggets have been lost in that first season. Right. But they totally play out in different ways with Locke's understanding of the island. Like, what does this guy know and how much does he know? And does which he really Locke know are it? we is actually... It, is it intuition? Is it intuition or is it something yeah. that he's already seen, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's getting to the... I don't know. I mean, you're right where casual viewers might... Yeah, kind of sit there and go, eh, whatever. They're falling off because the group that I usually talk to, uh, a lot of them are like, you know what? I'll just wait for the DVDs because I'm not able to keep up. Right, and I I can totally see that. Yeah. Like I'm on total overload because 
they're referencing things left and right. Things are constantly being pulled back in that are lost in you know previous episodes. Right, but it's almost one of those things where you've got to have a notepad to sit and watch the, to an the episodes, and it's almost like yeah. you know what at what point do you draw the line of just entertaining television and you know a psychological study? Well, you know, they've been just in. They've hired Grant Morrison to write the finale. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Um, you know, well, and that's a good point, and, it, and it, it's it's. It's a good question to ask, especially on a podcast like this, because here is a TV show that has pretty much wrapped up funding enough to complete its cycle. We know it's not going to go anywhere. The ratings could be in a tank, uh, you know, could completely tank, and they will continue to produce the show and finish it out. Um, so but they won't finish pushing daisies. Sorry, yeah, that. no, it's, it's a good point. But like here, it's all based on sort of this rabid fandom that's pushing yeah. this thing forward well i think i think they're playing to that and it's it's not an easy show to watch no. and people are, there is a there are a lot of people out there who don't want easy shows to watch yeah i mean i want something that's going to challenge me i want something that i want to go back and rewatch. i'm trying to remember the name of the character the um the guy who was in the hatch originally desmond desmond yeah, yeah. desmond's whole billy pilgrim sequence right unstuck yeah. in time yeah. and he runs into what's his name's mother yes yeah. which is one faraday's, faraday's. mother yeah. which is one of the freakiest episodes Definitely. in the show yeah. and it happened and that was so long ago they never went back to it and now she, now we're with her and it's mm-hmm. just like that's a that's an immense payoff yeah yeah, yeah but they do Big that time. a lot though i mean with you know claire's mother and then claire or you know, Jack's dad, right. you know, and all right. that stuff. So, I mean, there's a lot of those moments where everybody's connected and yep. you sit there and go, why are these, you know, and so the connection's not a new thing for Lost. So that really no. didn't no. throw well, I would, anything. I would but. argue that I don't think a whole lot has changed in the se- in the sense that, you know, like the the, the overall formatting of the show, sure, they've, they've sort of evolved how they handle time throughout each season. They approach it from a different angle each time they come out with a new season. Uh, you know, but the, the overall structure, like what they're trying to do, hasn't actually changed. What has changed is that they went from trying to stretch it out over several seasons, giving you like sort of to make it a you more know, finite. Here's the meat, and you're going to eat it, and it's great. Then we're going to give you some veggies, and you're going to suffer through it. And then we're going to give you like the dessert, and you know, keep changing it up. That got frankly a little boring to me. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm actually much more interested now that they've compressed that all down into very like rapid succession episodes that I actually have to mull over three or four times. Like, I used to watch them twice. Now I'm watching them four times, wow. yeah. which is insane. Now, do yeah. you have – last question for the Lost discussion. Um, do you, Am I the only one with the problem of the whole frozen donkey wheel being the way they go back in time? Like, I'm sorry? It's an inside Lost <laughs> kind of thing. The frozen donkey wheel? It's a euphemism. Wheel. It actually makes a little <laughs> sense. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, are they in Tijuana? You know, because I, I, Ben turns the wheel and right. the island shifts, and then now my my take on that is there's some we know that there's, so the island must be man made. No, 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 no. We know that there is a buried source of time power under the island. It had been discovered. Time power. There, there's some kind of pocket of energy it's there. An ocarina. And what what oh, my assumption is that wheel is a very simple me- mechanism yeah. that opens a vent. So mm. remember it it. You think back to one of the first people that found the island and sort of recognized its tapped power. Quick quiz. Maitland? Uh, the Black Rock landing on the oh, island. Oh, right, 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 right. And so that wheel is very much right in – like you could take that wheel right off of that ship. Oh, yeah, good you point. Know? And so 
there are these sort of like overlapping stories, and there's a reason why, uh, you know, um, what's her name? Uh, Penny's father was wow. going out and buying up all the artifacts of that, like the law. Do you think they're going to go back in time to the Black Rock I getting stranded in the center of the that's island? That's okay, we're, we're going to have wow. pirates on so, Lost. So Excellent. Awesome. So what we found out, like if you think about it, Wait, what's sorry. the only place that you can actually arrive at a solid conclusion and tell the story of like how all these events unfold? You have to go back to the beginning, yeah. right? So the next season, they've already confirmed, is all about Dharma Initiative. Like, it's going to be like the deepest dive into mythology surrounding Dharma, mm. right? So you're going to get more Dharma. You're going to get more explanation of what's going on there. We're already sort of jumping around in these weird things. I wouldn't be surprised if the finale this season is a jump to the Black Rock. Do you think Faraday's mother is tied to Dharma? I don't know. I can't, you know. Do you think Faraday's mother is from the Black like Rock? In the preview for this week, she's doing the thing with the big pendulum swinging. She goes, this is how we discovered the, the island. island. Yeah. It's all about windows. Yeah. Yeah, Windows Seven. The operating system. Windows Seven. <laughs> oh, well, interesting then. segue. <laughs> That's a different podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Say, uh, until they're actually sponsoring us. Okay. <laughs> Which, by Pardon the way, me. I'm totally willing to let them do. Are you? Uh, are you a PC? <laughs> For the purposes of this podcast, look, yes, if, if it helps pay for the for site hosting, you betcha. <laughs> we know you've already been bought. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, actually getting, every, I'm actually getting. I'm actually getting. Comes every two weeks. I'm actually. I'm actually getting a the coolest T-shirt ever. It in in very in sans serif font, all lower cases says, "I am italic the empire." <laughs> Oh, Funny. Lord. So, anyways, that's my that's my lost thing. To, to sum it all up, uh, I you know, so I have to go. So back basically, and that. lost next season will be tales from the Black Freighter. No, I'm thinking no, no, the last Dharma. season will be. I think next season's going to be Dharma, and I think the last they could season do, somehow they could do they they Freighter. could get the Black Freighter in this season if they're do if they don't resolve the time jumping stuff. Well, this season. I think it's going to be the concluding episode. You I think so? I, I think it's going to be a two of this part, season. Yeah, I think it's going to be somehow a two part jump that that's brilliant. I didn't Rock. see that coming, so yeah. that could be. Yeah. Although, don't well, you think Locke turning the wheel? Is going to fix the island temporarily no, from jumping? I honestly don't because I don't want to see a whole. Fix. I don't want to see a whole season of island jumping. You think that's going to they're going to hold on to your hat? Really? I, yeah. I really Aren't they all going to die that, by uh, the I end? I think you no. should start wearing a hat. Well, you know what? Well, Lon, this is an interesting interesting point. Um, we they've established within the continuity of the show that the person that has been on the island the longest is most susceptible to the nosebleeds and death. So you know, Charlotte is now dead. So we know that she grew up on what they revealed that she grew up on the island right. and all this other stuff. Uh, so so arguably really, she's spent a tremendously longer time than anybody else there. But it's weird to find that Sawyer now has a no- nosebleed. Well, Ju- was uh, Juliana? No, what's her Juliet name? Juliet and Sawyer both have a nosebleed and they both started at the same time. Well, no, hers came first. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, Juliet came first. But Sawyer and somebody else have a nosebleed now, and it came yeah. at the same time. And you I know, it, it could it just be more susceptible. Oh, the no, yeah. but you know what? The other guys, no, the Miles, his nose started bleeding, and he, he was, was actually number two or three. I think. Uh, yeah, so yeah. he was. Yeah. My nose is starting to bleed. So uh, <laughs> we've got to move on. One, one yeah. more thing, and yeah. I'm gonna uh, let's get geeky. Let's get really geeky for a second, because you what twi- <laughs> you you twittered <laughs> what. You oh, twittered proxy. about proxy. Holy yes. crap! That doesn't. Oh damn it. <laughs> Proxy? What do you mean? And Derek left the building oh. again. So please um, explain Proxy. So, so the hint that they gave 
tonight, or the question that was asked was, uh, what exactly is the importance of Locke returning? Like, why does Locke have to die, right. uh, you know, in order to pull these people back? It, you know, initially everybody thought Locke had to die because then everybody would rally around the fact that he was dead and then, you know, decide to return. They've proven pretty solidly that that's nobody cared about Locke enough to right. actually show up. Um so it has nothing to do with that. So what is the actual importance of him dying? I know. Uh, and so hold on. So when they landed on the island, the you know Oceanic eight fifteen crash landed was carrying a dead body, which was Christian Chris, Shepherd. Christian yeah. Shepherd. So somehow traveling with a dead body must have something to do with being able to return to the island. What that means, I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm gonna. I want to go on a well, limb I may here. Quote John Dunn: "No man is an island as well." <laughs> no, I want to. I want to go to a theory that they no might have to possibly bring Locke back to the island to bring him back to life. Yeah, well, I'm rebirth and resurrection that. is pretty much a solid theme this this. Well, season, I mean, that's the other theory that a lot of. I don't know if they explained or, or not. Actually, I should but say. I mean, when they crashed on the island, is that what's what's the theory that they all died and then the island just. Well, they've actually established that that is not like they've come out and said, and said they will not, not go there. Like the and and the thing that they've also said is that if you're dead, you're dead. Mm. So, um, you know, unless there's some sort of like if lost if if Locke comes back when they return to the island, I'm imagining he's going to come back more akin to the way that Christian Shepherd came back, like a not spirit as kind an of actual. Weird. But know. there's there's one other thing about that we haven't seen Locke die. We've seen Locke yes. dead. So there is a uh, there. So the hint yeah, is that the word of mind. the day, the word of the day is proxy, according to Damon and Carlton. Okay. So whatever what that exactly means, does proxy mean. Proxy means something that stands in for something else. Oh, okay. So and so again, referencing the importance of having Locke dead and returning to the island, and some connection with Christian. Those are the things that were hmm. being discussed. Um, but God, so, now it's like I can't watch Lost without <laughs> consulting Mario first. It's almost like reading comics without consulting Derek now. So there you go. Yeah, crazy. So it's it's interesting. We'll see what happens. The, that was cool. The other tidbit, not to drive Derek. Derek's going to get into this, decompression this chamber actually, soon. <laughs> this might actually bring you look Derek like back. me during a Derek explanation. So tonight's episode. I'm not reading Toy Fair. Oh, okay. Tonight's episode is called 316. It was written by John Damon. 316. It uh, was Austin well, 316. Um, it will. It was written by David Carlton, yeah. and it was one of two episodes that are sort of very closely tied together. The other episode is the life and death of Jeremy Bentham. Originally, when they slated the episodes, life and death of Jeremy Bentham was supposed to air tonight, but uh. they decided that three sixteen actually plays better airing first. Wow! And they feel that they could pretty much be interchangeable. So tonight's going to be a lock heavy episode about his time off the island, from what I sort of glean. Uh, Kind of sounds interesting. So, yeah. yeah. God, now I know and what now it's we like to be everybody else talking <laughs> about Lost. Maybe that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> Explain. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> what, what's going to actually go follow? I apologize to yes, everyone I've ever met. Say, cut to Derek at home dialing a phone. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I got to call 250 other people. Cut to Steve Buscemi going, it's all right. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so this place's death is almost finished and will be in your inbox soon. 
That's the last episode. Which, which will then appear on, on fanboyplanet.com. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Mario. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> now, we were going to talk about Battlestar no, Galactica, no, but no. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> Let's talk instead about stuff that's going to happen. Um, Cartoon Network. You I was going to say, moment? after Lost, you know what I watched this week? High School Musical 3. <laughs> it was good. Anyway, um... <laughs> Oh, my Lord. We need some Zorlak juice for help you. Help me. Uh, help me. <laughs> Please, Zorlak me. Um, actually, I... Let's I market a brand of Zorlak, uh, I, I like, nerd-powered drinks. I will have a Zorlak uh, challenge for Rick, actually. Oh, my. In the next couple of weeks, but... Um, I was, <laughs> Derek's <laughs> Revenge. No, no, it's not. I really... I, it's oh, actually okay. something I really don't know the answer to, and okay. I, can't, I was telling Lon about this last night. Um, uh, next that, week. Okay. Next week. But uh, anyway, Cartoon Network announced they've got 26 episodes of the Marvel Superhero Squad, which is basically those little yes. super deformed, uh, that friendly. If you've seen the, the, you know, these even have Planet Hulk ones. There's uh, Savage oh, yeah. Hulk and and, and the Silver, Silver Savage. Savage. Yeah. Uh, so they're doing it, which I knew they were going to do, but it, I guess essentially it's, it's Marvel Muppet Babies, almost pretty much. Indeed, right? indeed, Marvel Very Babies. Much so yeah, good call. Marvel Babies. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I was rereading a couple weeks ago with my son. The um, we have one like it's not superhero squad, but a kid Marvel thing that has the the like little Bruce Banner. Uh, doesn't you know whenever things get unfair or he gets too excited about the ice cream truck, he turns into the Hulk. Well, right. didn't, didn't uh, <laughs> before Superhero Squad they did the Fisher Price like the Marvel yeah that's the heroes the Marvel heroes oh, yeah Marvel yeah heroes, which has yeah. a Spider Girl Mayday Parker right. is, is Peter's cousin so that's probably what and I they have yeah so uh, that's probably indeed but uh, so it's going to be just stultifyingly um down, I think stultifyingly. Oh, okay. No, uh, and you know, twenty six episodes coming. We did have, of course, last week Joss Whedon's new series made oh, to air, Dollhouse, yes. which apparently more people watched on iTunes, number one on iTunes right now, yeah. than actually watched it on Fox. So well, that's, because they stuck it on Friday night. What were yeah, they thinking? So I actually wanted to ask you about this. Like, so, do we really think that this show is going to last? No. I mean, I, I loved no. it. I thought it was great. Did you? But uh, I kind of liked it. I was yeah. a little disappointed in it, but really, I really, I, and it may be. Let me that ask I just, you, and you know what's coming. Better than Ang Lee's Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all Go about ahead. it. <laughs> uh, no, I mean it wasn't. It wasn't great, but it was. Here's my here's my basic Wait, flaw was, with let, let's let okay, Rick go. Rick, Rick was right. going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, well, I, I haven't talked for thirty minutes. Come on, seriously. I, I mean, so I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> Previously, uh, lost. Dollhouse. Rick, go. So. So much wanted this to just blow me away, which may be why I'm disappointed yeah. because I wasn't blown away. And the the premise sounded like something that had every potential to for doing premise. it. Yeah. It's a it's an absolutely fantastic premise. I think I'm afraid I, I loved her in True Calling, but I think he chose the wrong mm. actress. Well, but he didn't, and here's the problem. It is not his deal, it was her deal with Fox. She brought Joss Whedon on board to to, to develop a series around her. Okay. So, but uh, yes, we know Joss Whedon. Sorry, I'm going to out him on this. He develops crushes on actresses, and uh, but he does. I mean, it's all. Oh, it's you're all never above, working with him again. Uh, never. I mean, and it's all above board. You know, it, it's but and it's certainly nothing wrong with. Oh, and he he writes really good yeah. stuff for actresses he likes. But the problem is Eliza Dushku 
is a personality. Yeah. She's not an actress. Yeah. Her personality yeah. is faith. And when it's based around like Goodson emailed me and said and said like I you know, I don't know if she can if she can play a different character each week. I said she can't even play two characters in one week. Right. Right. And and that's the problem. You need someone that can totally be this chameleon and go, Wow, and then you'll believe This is true. That yeah. that's I was so much going more on. blown away. In the last five minutes of the show, when Sierra came in, yes, she was just well, she such was a presence well, in that I really, scene. I, I almost wish that it was, you know, about her. Yeah, <laughs> the Sierra show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I, but you know what? We'll say what you want about the Joss Whedon thing, but you know, I've I've seen little Buffy. I've seen a little. Fi- I've seen all of Firefly. I've read you know a lot of his comic stuff, and it's good stuff. I didn't get the feel that he was. I didn't. Anybody could have wrote that like, episode. I it didn't was very Joss light. Yeah. I didn't it feel was, any Joss. Okay, so the real demarcation of a Joss Whedon show is the dialogue, right? And, and it was this no dialogue whippy was dialogue. not snappy, yeah. and this, this was not clever. True. And you say it was an interesting, new, awesome premise. Well, no, no, and, I said, no, it was an interesting premise. I just say new, awesome. Oh, uh, okay. I was just, my argument, which we talked about yesterday, was to me, I thought it's, it's just kind of a ripoff of the Matrix, where, you know, you go into the Matrix, you can download any kind of qualifications you know it, it, or any kind of skills. You know what I think and, it, it felt like it ripped off to me was my worst, uh, my, uh, my own worst enemy. My own yeah. worst enemy. Well, you mean the show also, nobody watched? I watched oh, the whole way through. It was also The Pretender. Right, uh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I told Lon last night, there's actually, that almost has the identical de- definition of the premise, was there's a pilot before Aaron Gray did Buck Rogers, and I think it was called The Ultimate Imposter. Uh-huh. And it was, it was only only a pilot that they showed it on, and I remember watching because of Aaron Gray. And it was about this guy who had been brainwashed or mind-wiped by the Soviets, and they got him back. And the, ultimately, he had no personality of his own, so they could download any skill, any personality to him. It just would last three days. So he was like, he, became, he was going to be the series would have been that he was like the ultimate super I'm gonna, spy. I'm going to go further yeah. back than that. You're the only one I think at the table is going to get this. Joe ninety. I recall the title, but that's all I could tell you. It's a super marionation show uh, yep. about a kid who every that's episode a, a new set of skills gets downloaded into him. Hmm. Yeah. Was anybody else bothered by the fact that they have all this high technology of mind wiping and everything else, but yet they still got to put the uh, memories on a little cheap uh, hard drive that they pull out? I mean, you think with all the futuristic stuff, they'd have weird disky things. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think that was just a small nitpick. I think it's kind of like Battlestar Galactica. You have to, when you're doing science fiction like that, that's trying to be somewhat accessible. And when you're when you're uh, when you're trying to write something about Psychology. You don't want to distract people, and there are people that will be distracted by what the heck is that? Right. Yeah. Why is it a glowing yeah. crystal? So if yeah, they make yeah, it yeah, something yeah. that you that they recognize, because honestly, there are people I, I, that I, I might be married to that when you watch Smallville, are like, why is it the why can why does this crystal do everything? Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I know why. Or I believe I accept why yeah. I should yeah. say it's not. I mean, I know what it yeah. is, and of course it's impossible. And it's an area but, where you really don't need to make a stretch of mis- of disbelief. You're going to do it elsewhere, all over the place. So why yeah. not just go with kind of a yeah, recognizable? I, mean, I think technology. that's one of the reasons why Battlestar Galactica, even though you said it's because you know the, the Battlestar was was not as updated as the other, but why they have corded phones, things that make right. the casual viewer strangely comfortable without realizing that that's why they're comfortable, yeah, that yeah, these yeah. people are recognizable because the technology is something we can understand. Now I want, I want to get back. I, I really don't want to, but I, I want to further dwell on this. I, I loved her as Faith and True Calling. I, I like thought True was, Calling. I, I thought True it was Calling a was show. a show that, that got 
unfairly canned. It was a fun show. Yeah, it was not bad. But yeah. Jason in Priestley, this show, in this show, man crush on that she show. could not. Yes, I said it. She she could not deliver the lines. She uh, they were so so forced, and her in when she was delivering the stuff that was to prove her her status. Mm-hmm. And this is really odd, but. She can't walk in high heels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was she was in the high heels as the uh, as the negotiator, and she could not navigate in those shoes. Um, How about just the bad I think acting? That of- speaks to a lot of the problems yeah. in the show, though. I mean, like I, I think you nailed it. I, I didn't really put my finger on the fact that I don't think it's sustainable for her. I don't think she could take on a new persona. Every she can't night. be. She can't yeah. be the lead. If it, if there was someone, I, I don't know who would be uh, any other actress. Basically. Oh, really, <laughs> Jessica Alba. I would watch it. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you'd watch it. I, yeah, it, it. The thing is, is I almost felt that she was Scarlett a, Johansson, like transparent enough to be able to pull that part of it off. Yeah. She couldn't even but, pull off the mind wipe version. You know what yeah. I mean? When she yeah. walked around, like, hey, everybody, I am, what's I'm the, going I am my on? Doll form now. <laughs> right, it's like, right. I was like, this is ridiculous. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. I, Where am I? So I've got to get down to it, my. It, did it, I get my what? What they call her? My treatment. I've got to get my treatment. It's like, it's like comics. I'll probably yeah. give it three episodes because yeah. apparently the first. You know, here's. The I'm thing. not kidding anybody. I'm going to give it every damn episode. Well, I know it's, it's, it's sort soft, of like, Primeval. but I'm, I'm just fearful it's not going to last. It's yeah. like Primeval. I watched the first six episodes of Primeval, going, "Well, I, know I told the, you to stick it out. I know the formula. I know the formula." But you know, but the reality is, I don't think a series should be that way. Yeah. If I can't, if if I can't get enthralled within the first three. If I have to wait, like you say, Primeval, what's actually the end of season one, that cliffhanger was like, ooh! Yeah. Can but somebody I'll, can somebody explain to me the whole boxing montage? I didn't There was quite, a boxing montage? This, and, this, I admit this pilot. You mean where they were sleep. all going to sleep at No, night? the FBI guy who's telling who's his story, yeah. and then he's having this weird boxing match with somebody, and you're kind of like, whoa, yeah, what I does this have the, to do with anything? I didn't get him factor. either. Yeah, I just, there was it a lot was, of just confusion and... So it, you know, there's a lot of back and forth in that in that conversation, and it's just the I I just took it as metaphor for you know the the conflict. back and forth, yeah, well, conflict, rather heavy. Yeah. Handed. But I didn't even think that. Oh, extremely heavy handed. But I didn't yeah. even think that was really written well. Like it just yeah. everything yeah. felt like said, really it, it badly felt... written, badly acted. Well, and yeah. Joss Whedon has said this week he's like he's done with TV. He's going to <laughs> really try, try internet only and film. I guess he's willing to do. But the thing is, uh, the criticism that gets lo- lobbied back is, yeah, Joss Whedon has his diehard fans. Absolutely. Yeah. But you can't keep pandering to those diehard fans. And I'm not a diehard fan. I'll be yeah. honest. I mean, you know, it's like Firefly. I just haven't had the time to go and watch all of it. I watched some of it and went, okay. And I have a feeling if I, w- if I did sit down with that whole thing, I would love it. Go with I that feeling. I love Serenity. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I am a huge fan of Buffy. I'm a huge ha- fan of Angel. Like Buffy, it's the characters. I mean, the characters are what make it. Uh, the characters mm-hmm. and the dialogue, the and interplay the between the the interplay between mm-hmm. the characters. And again, loved Liza Dushku as Faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's the problem. When In the first two minutes of, the, of Dollhouse, when she's Faith, basically, yeah. I'm like... Awesome. True. Yeah. And then that girl can dance in a short skirt. Oh, my. (laughs) Anyway, um, you know, so, yeah, I was to, I was, I'd say. So I'll go back to it. I really don't think it's going to last. You don't have to change your your opinion. But you don't think it's going to last. I don't think it's going to last. Even watching it, I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. But But here's the thing. If if it did well on iTunes, then they turn out there's a lot of time shifting because they they still don't know how to register that. If you DVR'd it and and watch it later. Which is, you know, more and more. The reality is I don't think – I'm lucky if once a week I watch one show 
live. in the time slot it was actually intended. I don't watch anything live except for sporting events, and even then I yeah. But even wait but a half hours. Didn't, so didn't they say it. that yeah. the first episode had to be reshot with Joss's own money? Yeah. And, and that's why I say the first six episodes so were all troubled. like standalones, trying to be so that anybody could drop in. Yeah. But you know, so who knows? I, we'll I'll, see. I'll give it three, and if and if Rick tells me you got to by episode five or six. If there is, mm. <laughs> he says you got to give another shot. I will listen because Rick honestly has not did, steered me wrong. Did you well, find it, any character likable on the show? Was there anybody besides her to root for? Really, I Sierra. mean, Sierra. well, yeah, I mean, like you're right. Sierra was probably the most interesting person, and, and I did. Like, she was a throwaway. I like character. the computer geek because he yeah. was a flawed character with a lot of enthusiasm. Well, I would like to say he that was the smarmy, the kidnap, the kidnap yeah. victim, the little girl is a Sunnyvale native, so she's a local. We could say perhaps we could get her in on the podcast. She played really well. Yeah, yeah. Actually, she was pretty good. Um, so, you know, who was probably the best person on that was the uh, cranky British chick, who Olivia, was the lead or whatever. Uh, Olivia Williams. She was probably the yeah, most like, yeah. you know, like the most convincing of like, oh, well, okay. she's a really good actress. Yeah. So, like, I, I should have made her the, the dollhouse person. To, is that it does have a pretty decent supporting cast? Yeah. Not great. So I don't like the cop guy. He's kind of weak. I, know, I will. I, if I was writing it, not that I would pretend that I could. But if I was writing it, I would somehow work into the fact that her personality is always going to be somewhat the same, but she's going to have ah, different impulses, and you know yeah. that they if they verbalize <laughs> that aspect of it, every We're personality is a bad deep. actress. We're only one episode deep in your retconning the thing. I, 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 I'm <laughs> that'd be that's a brilliant way to save it, though. Yeah. Well, you're as bad as DC. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> and hopefully Final successful. Um, let's talk about a lost series because we I, we not the series a lost, lost series. No, that um, we. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that. We accidentally we we led uh, Rick to a series last week. Through a casual comment. Through a casual comment, and now, I, would you say you really enjoy this? You're a fan? Um, I was amazed at that show. Uh, from the from the moment it started, we're talking about the Duck, Duck Dodgers, Dodgers in the 24th, 24th and a half century. Se- uh, not the movies. Written by Paul Dini. Uh, but a TV series that Dini. apparently I totally missed. And when I, I found it online and I started watching it from the moment Tom Jones starts singing. With a great theme song. Duck Dodgers. And a very, very stylish opening. And then right into terrific animation, good writing, keeping constant to the characters from the movie. And, and then the brilliance of and, the Green Loon turn And then episode. the whole thing about being bringing in... The lanterns, including Ganeth, the uh, blue Ganeth, yes, G- um, I was blown away. It was just an amazing and very funny, and making them all look like they fit in the Looney Tunes universe, which is interesting. Yes, too. yes, and then the the whole thing about when Duck Dodgers is talking to Sinestro, and Sinestro does his his uh, seduc- seducing the hero speech, and he goes, "Okay," and. He keeps doing the speech, and he goes, wait a minute, you're you're doing your seducing this hero speech. <laughs> Don't you realize I already said yes? <laughs> this is great. My favorite moment is there when he has the ring, and he says, I'm the first of my people to be gifted with flight. As a <laughs> right, ducks the ducks flight. go by. <laughs> exactly. It was amazing. That's awesome. So... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward. Now, a, has that come out on DVD? No, it's a smart series. I'm waiting. But, you know, they're, they're working through their back catalog. It's like... In two months, the and I, I honestly I don't know how good this series was. I never watched it, but the Zeta Project, which is the spinoff of Batman Beyond, 
oh. uh, is coming out on DVD. And, I mean, th- that's been 10 was that years. broadcast? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I watched the first season of Batman and Beyond. It was pretty good. Batman and Beyond's great, yeah. actually, which I was definitely a, I don't want to watch this. I don't yeah, think this has was... a right to exist. And then every time I'd watch it, I'd go, this is so good. I mean, it's so smart. And it's, and they talk about it. They, you know, it was meant to promote a toy line. And said it turned in this really dark, dystopian, you know, future. Yeah, the, I did catch, finally, I've been meaning to rent or somehow acquire um, the Joker movie. And it was on the TV. Return of the Joker? And it was on TV. The other thing, thing I watched about 15 minutes. Twisted. Ago, and I said, I've got to get this in whole. I've got to find this. Uh, it's, a, it's one heck of a dark film. I mean, yeah. it's scary. It's, you know, occasionally my son will look at that. Can we watch this? I'm like, you are not ready for the return <laughs> You are not Joker. ready, my son. Yeah, you Your father just... wants you to have this when you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> you are just not ready. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to throw in a little book review. We're going to have a video game review probably next week or, or two weeks because I just passed one over. My Magic Mailbox actually delivered something for Rick this week. Yay, Magic Yay. Mailbox. But I got this novel, kind of, which is kind of interesting, and we're back on a zombies theme. Mm-hmm. Patient Zero. So it's called a Joe Ledger novel. Beginning a new kind of a th- series of thrillers by this author, Jonathan Mayberry, who normally has written, apparently I guess, some fantasy novels, some sci-fi, nonfiction. Uh, I guess this past fall he re- he released uh, a book of like he called it, it was Zombie CSI, which was basically just a clinical nonfiction look at interviewing people like what would you do, what actually makes zombie work. So he took that research and has done this into actually a thriller with uh, an anti-terrorism thriller uh, in which Al Qaeda or a or a version of Al Qaeda figures out how to create oh god essentially really? the living dead uh, scientifically. And it, but it's so clinical about how it actually works that I'm like, this is so close to maybe actually happening that now I'm 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 scared of zombies all over again. When you have to kill it, the same terrorist twice makes in it one plausible. week, there's either something wrong with your world or something wrong with your skills. So does this mean they get 54 virgins? I don't know what it is, oh, okay. uh, but uh, but it, it, it's kind of it, it's interesting. It's an interesting character. This Joe Ledger is kind of a cool, you know. I mean, I could see this being a movie so easily, but so it, trade back, trade paperback. No, it's a yeah, trade paperback size. How much? Is yeah, the book? it's going to be fourteen bucks, I think, uh, when it's when it's released. It yeah, comes it's out. So it comes a, out in two weeks. Or editor's proof, or uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's a galley. It comes out in two weeks, and uh, it's a smell that book. I do love smelling books. Um, I really do. It's a. It is a. It's, right there with it's a. It's a gripping movie. I'm not going to say it's great literature, but it's really fun. So it's hmm. along the same lines as World War Z, where it was a little book about which I'm waiting to get that. Don't in. ruin it. I'm right on page forty right now. Okay, forty. I just started, like two weeks ago. Well, I only read it, you know, a, a page a day. It's, it's, a, it's a process. <laughs> okay. He has a method. I'm reading like a bunch of different books. Right now, it's okay. a method. He puts his. He's reading aloud to his kids. <laughs> I just finished the Shoe Shine Girl don't. today. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know that one. It's for a fourth grade class. Yeah. <laughs> Which I should mention, by the way, we forgot to talk about this. Neil Gaiman won the, the Newbery Award. Oh, really? Yeah. Hooray! Which for is, for the Graveyard Book, oh. which is, uh, for Lon, who teaches elementary school, the, the the Newbery Award is the award given every year to the best uh, by the librarian association, the, the most exemplary work of children's literature released each year. So uh, anyway, the Graveyard Book is basically Neil Gaiman's twisted version of the Jungle Book. The idea of instead of being raised by by wolves and panthers, what if a kid is raised by ghosts hmm. in a in a graveyard? So. I think it's really cool that Gaiman got that. On he actually got the award the same week that Coraline was released. 
Cool. So it was a That's good awesome. week for for Neil Gaiman, and I think it's you know again kind of a good. It's a great time to be alive to be a fanboy because it's like it's so mainstream now. It really is. These are the guys that we grew up being impressed by, and yeah. everybody knows. So, That's a great awesome. note to go out on. I think it so. is. It is. So uh, this is Derek McCaw. If you have any questions, comments, comment, or you want to say, Mario, come back again, write to <laughs> editor at fanboyplanet. What's your wife's email address? Because that's really what it, what it matters. No, actually, it? uh, it's – so where I work right now, on Wednesday nights, we have uh, live chat sessions for one of the shows that goes on television. So – you can pimp the show, rerun. dude. What is it? All right, so I work for Current TV, and uh, there's a series called Vanguard Journalism that airs every Wednesday night, and we do a live chat. So unfortunately, again, I, I don't understand why you haven't sold the Fanboy Planet pilot to this Current TV thing. <laughs> Send it to me. Allow <laughs> um, uh, me to get on that. Right. Uh, yeah. So like we have these, you know, journalists that go out into all sorts of sketchy situations and film short documentaries, like. Uh, they went to uh, you know Iran earlier this season and like were uh, investigating the secret war, um, a ver- uh, basically American funds that are being you know used. To, oh, an actual secret war, not not um, the secret war. But I thought that that would be a fun little tie-in. Yes, yeah. um, so, anyways, the journalist that did that uh, actual uh, piece was you know we have them come on and actually live chat with people while the show's on. So yes, um, nice Wednesday nights are usually a little tough. Thursday nights work, but. We do Thursday night every now and then. I do see those, and then whenever whenever they crop up, I'm like, oh, I need to. Oh, sorry. Oh, shucks. I need to uh, (laughs) try and do it. So, anyways, uh, yeah, no. um, You guys know we'd never use the payo thing. We should though. Because nobody understands that. You should get a good Garcia like uh, sample, and then anytime somebody curses, just put the payo. Just have him laughing. (laughs) Totally, the Garcia laugh. You can hear it from my. Away. Anyway, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I should also mention that uh, I believe next week, if I'm correct, Greatest American Hero number two is coming out. So people buy that. Greatest American Hero number two. Big pimping. Yeah, absolutely big pimping. Write to editor at fanboyplanet.com. This is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of fanboyplanet.com. This is Lon Lopez, cub reporter for fanboyplanet.com. He said he's a cub. You. And Mario <laughs> Anima. I'm the lost guru for fanboyplanet.com. And Rick Brett Snyder reminding you. To use your powers only for good. Just like this guy. This is James Tucker, producer for Batman the Brave and the Bold. And remember, kids, always use your powers only for good. Thank you. Man with a dream. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. Looking stuff up. Well, I've, I've, got, I've got my netbook out in the car, but yeah, I, I get that. just didn't bring it in. Your fact checker, that's the thing, man. Yeah. I wasn't sure what kind of... And your uh, flashlight. Am I what? <laughs> we need a flashlight. No, I think no, he said fleshlight. Yeah. <laughs> Which is That's an, a whole other thing. <laughs> That's a my kind of joke. I, don't I t- know. I'm sorry. You know, it's just because I watched Zach and Miri on Saturday night, and oh, it's like yeah. it's a running gag there. Okay. You know, did stuff? No, I didn't. Um, so whoever gave him notes? I'm sorry. I didn't actually uh, get a hold of it in the, in the 
above board man. Ah, so, gotcha. Yeah. So I did rent. Are we recording right now? Yeah. Oh, okay. he, this is the that's why. Thing. Gotcha, See, gotcha, I've got right all now. this stuff because eventually he's going to completely no, yeah. sue me. This is the uh, <laughs> no. Just blackmail. Well, just blackmail. Senator, the mic. I have nothing. <laughs> Senator, <laughs> I, really. The, the 15 years from now, <laughs> I am not. I am not going to pursue a political <laughs> career. I am not. Yeah, so many have said that. It's the American. You haven't seen that. That is the joke. That is the joke. It's, it's the economy. The American economy, <laughs> basically, uh, how do they like expressed through the wrestler trailer? So instead of the wrestler, he's Uncle Sam, uh-huh. and uh-huh. and it's going through. But it's on Funny uh-huh. or Die. Would that be one of those mashups? No, because it, it's got uh, Alyssa, Alyssa Milano in it. So somebody actually went and produced this really awesome, like wrestler parody with like, Alyssa Milano. With Are Alyssa you sure Milano. it's not one of them mashups with Alyssa Milano in it? Look up, look up "Funny or Die" right now. Is she casting a spell? No, I forget what it's <laughs> called. It's called like the not the wrestler. It's like the She's San Francisco one. <laughs> Is Shannon Doherty somewhere in the background? Right. I wish. <laughs> oh, I kind of like sexy is she, bitches. Is she perhaps wearing mashed potatoes? Uh, which one? Right. Shannon? Or, I don't care. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's called like... Is the, Alan Alda in it? Uh, huh? no. That's a mashup. <laughs> oh, oh, I get it. Oh. Wow. You know, we've got convention time coming up. Okay, so people, that's the that's the form of humor that's going to be the highest. Is yeah. it? Is it you're really selling me on this convention? That's time. what I noticed at Baycon. <laughs> is it the Uncler? The Uncler, that's what it is, yeah. Oh, neither can I. It's all right. I've already seen it, so I, mean, <laughs> I can't even make it out. Uh, okay. This may be the worst podcast ever. <laughs> all right. Let's get back on track. You can check it out when you get home. Let's play some skater films now. Hey, look, he just cracked his skull open. Oh, nice. <laughs> Eric Schanauer, by the way, has not been forewarned by Anna that he will be our special guest next week. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be rude. Why are you looking at me? No one knew I was until just then. <laughs> we discussed doing the opening uh, as follows. You do the standard opening. Derek introduces you and me. And then I will post-produce some kind of sound effect. I'm thinking about either the island island flash <laughs> sound or the just the general lost. The boom, boom, yeah. And then we will Well, say, I was going to make a joke about, you know, Locke got off the island and I and this will be your opportunity then to to fly but we'll we'll anticipate (laughs) we'll anticipate after my intro a pause where I'll insert some sound and then we'll react to Mario appearing (laughs) nice as long as you cue us then sounds good okay let's do it Uh, because they released the new downloadable episode of uh, Grand Theft Auto and the big hullabaloo aside from the fact that it's freaking awesome is that oh, there's the a full frontal, full frontal nudity. Oh. Really, I would be the only yeah. one who appreciates that. Yes. yes. Well, no. the only one. <laughs> I mean, let yes. me put it this way. <laughs> I read that article and immediately thought of Lon on the podcast. <laughs> what does that tell me? I don't even play Grand Theft Auto. It doesn't matter. It was full frontal digital. Like, so they called it full frontal digital download. <laughs> Wow. This is a little awkward. With hot coffee. <laughs> With hot coffee. As exactly. long as it's not hot coffee. Don't spill your hot coffee. <laughs>
oh my god, did you see BSG on Friday? I can't believe it. You know what I mean? You got. I'm saying that's the long catchphrase. It is hey, really. That's the one you picked. Got all the other ones. Okay. That's the only one I can repeat here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Would you prefer? Can you clean my kitchen? <laughs> I never asked. Okay. okay. Well, she used me. I, you I just have a gesture. <laughs> I just means, said you thank you for cleaning my kitchen. <laughs> there you go. And we just named the podcast. There you go. Thank you what? for can cleaning you clean my. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing I'm not dating her. Actually, anymore. I'm looking for a good quote from Pride and Prejudice for the name for the podcast. I'm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you the first. Uh, it is a common um, that a man uh, that a man of fortune is in want of a wife. There's got to be said, the first sentence is famous. Okay. I'll, I'll, That's I'll your catchphrase. Uh, there was one about. Uh, he had so much pride that he made me lose mine or something like that. But I was looking for something that would tie into zombies. It was not easy. Well, that's what. That's why I'm, I'm anxious to buy that novel. There you go. Wasn't that an awesome cover? I've seen it. You, you've seen the cover before? Yeah, well, they, because that's, that that book has been about about three, or the ad for it's been about for three weeks. It's coming out in oh, April. I haven't seen it but, before. And it's local from Chronicle Books. So, Wait, what novel is this? Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Wait, I thought that was the film. No, 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 no. a book. Pride and Predator is the Elton John film. Gotcha. Pride and Predator. We'll cover this. We'll cover, we'll cover this. it. We'll Save it. Yes, let that all be a yeah, surprise yeah, yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Retcon. I don't remember anything. 